Tickets on sale November 27th. You got your tickets, Dan? Tickets? Talking about tickets? I got two words for you. Press pass, bitch. That's three words. Excuse yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got two more words for you. Or three words. Big East Tournament. Let's fucking go! Welcome to Big East Tournament. Not bad, not bad. I thought I thought you were gonna go. I got three more words for you. Welcome to DC. Oh, that would have been bad. That would <laughs> see, and that's why I don't do these shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, welcome back to DC's Take Five. It's been a bit of a long hiatus. Your last mm-hmm. episode was a wonderful interview with Trey Dickerson. Dude was an absolute class act. Really fun to have on the podcast. Shout out to you, Trey. Total Georgetown homer, and we loved it. Loved it all. I've never seen someone more cockily satisfied than Trey was after Georgetown beat Marquette after losing by 32 to DePaul. Oh, God. And on Twitter, Trey is always the one who is calming down like... He's like putting out the fire that is Georgetown Twitter, which yeah, is basically yeah. all me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't disrespect the legend, Aiden Curran. That is true. Yes, it is. But uh, after the um, after the Paul loss, he goes, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We're just going to go into Marquette on senior night as they're in a losing streak, probably upset, and we're going to win. Rest of Twitter, nah. And then Trey was just like, I told you. James I told is, you. Yeah, we got James, the best point guard in the country and coach Pat of the year. Pat, coach of the year. He's doing this with all fresh. I mean, we'll get to that. Did you see any G-Towns fans doing anything for the Big East tournament? Hey, Trey. Hit me up, Trey. I'm yeah. broadcasting yeah. alone. Man, you excited about that? It should be. It's going to be a nice uh, measuring know. stick to see how much better I've gotten since freshman year. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Now that I've done a game with you, I can definitely say you, you, got, you got some good stuff going on behind the booth. Flexing the guns right yeah, in front of them right yeah. now. Yeah, you would wear a tank to this. Hey, um, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I'm actually going up to the game too with my roommates. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. It's electric, man. Hey, electric. if we win, we're getting hammered Thursday night. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely trash. Big if, though. I mean, right now, Seton Hall's 60% favorites. Um, I think that's a little strong, but I mean, how, how do you feel about this game? See, it's interesting because I think the main priority was avoiding Creighton. Check that off oh. the list. Um, they're on the entire other side yeah, of the bracket. Well in there, to be honest. I do think they're going to lose to Xavier round one as well. Xavier's one eight of nine. I mean, go after we beat after we beat Marquette. It was either and uh, Xavier beat St. John's. It was either Xavier or uh, Xavier or Seton Hall based on the results of Creighton DePaul. Yes. Obviously, I wanted Xavier. Yes. I think Xavier's a better matchup for us because they don't have Miles Powell. Yeah. And they don't have Kevin Willard. Who would, who, sh- it, who would have my vote to win the Big East Coach of the Year? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a bruiser. It kind of reminds me of if Rocky and Apollo Creed fought for a third time, yeah. this is what it would be. 
and I'm a little bit afraid that Seton Hall might be a little bit too much for us at the moment. That's definitely a realistic fear. Um, I would I would feel a lot worse about this game if we hadn't pulled out that double overtime victory. Yeah, uh, I think it was a couple Saturdays ago. You actually you called that game. I was already um, off on break, but seeing you know a lot there's a lot about that game to unpack. Obviously, we won't delve into it too much, but that was a really high character win. I thought and, it was a uh, turning point. Yeah, and I thought it was us winning with literally probably our worst case scenario yeah. where no one on our team shoots well. Miles Powell goes off, and we still win. Uh, Miles Powell's a bad man. He, he, I remember telling you earlier in the year that I could see Mac taking a similar progression to him, but even even as much as I love Mac, I don't know if he'll be as good as Miles Powell. Uh, he's fucking raw, and recently he's been on some Steph Curry shit. Yes, these long threes he's been calling. What Trent makes yeah. the world tanks. Gus Johnson's just electric. Great call. Uh, the one thing that stinks about broadcasting the games is not being able to listen to Gus Johnson because he's a national yeah. treasure. Yeah, he is a national treasure. But uh, I will say this. I actually thought Jagan did a f- wonderful job on Miles yeah. Powell that yeah. game. Powell put up 35 on 27 shots, and a lot of his big buckets came with Jagan off of him. A big reason we got back into the game was Jagan held Powell scoreless from the 9.30 minute mark to the 2.30 minute mark in the second half. Wow. Shut his ass down. Wow, shout out to Jake. Jagan's been playing so well. I'm uh, I'm happy he's still in the starting lineup. Yeah. And Ewing finally acknowledged Jamarco Pickett playing well yeah. in his presser. He said, my although God. JP's playing good defense, I'm sticking with Jagan until... Yeah, my God. Who, who'd have thought, right? In yeah. What, in what timeline does Jamarco get credit from Pat? <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah. I know we were actually worried... Um, after that first coach's decision, second coach's decision that he got, um, as to fueling the fire of him possibly transferring and stuff like that, but I'm still a little worried about it. But I'm not exactly settled yet either. Yeah, yeah hey, the second game after the coach's decision was against Seton Hall. He only got 12 minutes, went 0 for two. He got two steals. Yeah, an assist and a rebound, but no just, points. Yeah, it's just I don't think the fits as good as. As we think, we we cannot lose him, man. No, we, we have, have no wings. We have no wings, um, especially because Terrence Shannon committed to Texas Tech the other day. Oh, he did. Yep. Good on him. Honestly, they're they're a great program. Chris Beard's one of the best coaches in the country. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I was saying before, the fact that we beat Seton Hall with no one really going off on our team either, that's like, I I'm okay with that. It can at least give me a little bit of hope for what we think or how I think the game will go on Thursday because I, I think at least both teams will shoot better under the bright lights. That's what I was saying in my preview. I was trying to just determine whether this game would mirror more of the first or the second. And I think both defenses will show up to play, but I think it's unrealistic. If you look at the Seton Hall box score, again, Miles Powell, 14-27, 4-12 from 3, 35 points, 5 turnovers. The one player that I look at and say it's just unrealistic to expect this again is Miles Kale. Mm-hmm. Kale, one for seven, zero oh for three from three, two points. He he got some good looks too from three, and they just weren't falling. And Kale is such a X factor for this yeah. Pirate team because if you look at his game log, he's capable of busting for high teens, low twenties, or going for single digits on any night. Yeah, you know, I mean, when he plays us, he goes off, obviously. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, it, you can see against Creighton and Xavier, back-to-back games, he had over 20 and shot 62 and 56% from the field. And then he threw up, you know, a 2-for-6-er against the Johnnies, a 1-for-7-er against us, but then rebounded with a 6-for-11 in against Villanova. Um, and speaking of Villanova, I feel like our win over them now looks so much worse oh, than I does. thought it would. Like, in general, the Big East really didn't finish the season strong. No. Um, it's frustrating to think about because you've, I had told you, like, a week ago that we would conclude the season with a two-point win at Marquette. That win would have looked fantastic. Marquette was once a top 10 team. Yeah. But they've been a top 20 team for most of the year. They've just unraveled. Yeah, the fuck, what the fuck has happened? Turnovers. Teams are slowly beginning out, beginning to figure out how to defend them better. Yeah. They're just throwing bodies at Howard. Yeah, I remember when we first talked about them in the beginning of the year, and you said, you know, they could be really good. I'm like, well, they're shooting 40% from three as a team. There's no way they keep that up. And for the most part, they did. They made me eat my words. But, um, yeah, they, you know, I think, especially Marcus Howard, he's going to have to figure out how to be a more efficient player mm-hmm. if they want a chance in the Big East tournament. Yeah. The last, like, three games or so really didn't do much. I mean, he was 2-for-11 against Seton Hall, 2-for-12 against Providence, 8-for-25 against us, 8-for-19 against Villanova. Like, those aren't good. No, they aren't. I will say, we do have to give James Akinjo a massive shout-out. Uh, the Joe Show, Hollywood. Hollywood! Is basically a shoe-in like for be, freshman of the year. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been fantastic. Um I know, but it was. I feel like it was a two-man race between him and Mac. No, I mean, did you see the? Uh, oh, yeah, Zagorowski. It, it, like the fuck? Yeah, Marcus Zagorowski. Uh, I went on a bit of a Twitter rampage <laughs> about this because I was infuriated with. Of all the six players that they selected, Zagorowski was probably the fifth best of the six. James was unanimous. Marcus Zagorowski, who's basically a he's a pure three point shooter, but other than that, he doesn't do much. Then you have Josh, Mac, Joey Hauser, who's better than Zagorowski in my opinion. Yeah, who's a crucial player, a starter on a a ranked team. Yeah, and then you have Sadiq Bay, who's probably the worst of the bunch on Villanova. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just really, really frustrating and curious as to. Why? Why he got unanimous votes over the leading scorer for freshman in the Big East yeah. and the leading rebounder, blocker, offensive rebounder, and field goal percentage in LeBlanc. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it is clear that James wins Big East freshman. I year. don't even think and it's a race anymore. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's frankly astounding that we have three freshmen on the all. Big East freshman team. Not a single one of them was ranked in the top 100 by ESPN. You know that fucking take I had earlier in the year that we have a top five freshman class? I think that's aged pretty well. It's definitely top 10, 100%. Yeah. If you if we really wanted to look at it, you have Duke, which is one. Yeah. You have UNC. Kentucky. Kentucky. There are definitely a couple Straight others, up. I feel who like. I mean, who else, man? It's, college basketball is kind of weird this year. Most of the good teams are really old. Mm-hmm. There's not Outside of Duke, there's not a lot of young blood really setting the league on fire. 
No, not really. Because you, you think about Tennessee's old, Michigan State's old, Michigan Michigan's old. old, Texas Tech, mm-hmm. real old. old. Jarrett Culver's an older per, uh, older player. Yeah, I think he's a junior. Mm-hmm. Hell of a player. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just older. Gonzaga's old. UVA's old. LSU is old. Yeah. Houston. Purdue. Nevada. Kansas has a couple of good freshmen. I would still take Kansas. Devon Dotson's a good player. I mean, you included them, though. That's the thing you said, right? It was UNC, Kentucky, Kansas, and Duke. Yeah. The four Blue Bloods. Yeah. And then probably us, if I'm being 100% honest. If you look at the... Uh, if you look at... Wait, what the fuck? Wofford in the top 25? Oh, Wofford, nasty, bro. Really? Dude, they got some nasty players. Damn. That's where um, that's where Mac McClung's high school teammate Zach Irvin is going next. Year. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's the only reason I know them. Yeah, Fletcher McGee, Storm Murphy. Damn. I thought they were just like a bum school. No. I am very mistaken. Well, Fletcher McGee's a beast. They're probably going to win a game in the tournament. Wow. Damn. What a name, too, Fletcher McGee. Yeah, Fletcher McGee, Storm Murphy. <laughs> huge, huge potential yeah, in the tournament if they start winning. Yeah, huge mean potential, too. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I didn't mean to segue there. But yeah, I, I'm, you know, we all, we all knew it was going to happen probably pretty early on in Big East play. But to see that recognition is really, really nice. Also, Jesse getting a nod on the first team. Yeah, I think Jesse was a huge beneficiary of the first team being six people. Oh, yeah, I think... think He would have been the odd man out, I think. Yeah, I agree. There were four unanimous selections. It was Powell, Howard, Howard, Booth, and Pascal. The fact that Pascal was a unanimous selection, again, blows my mind. Yeah. If I had to choose, Pascal wouldn't even be on the team. Yeah. He'd rather chill at the three-point line and chuck up threes than actually post up down low. He's yeah. a solid driver, too, but like given his production recently, I, I don't see how he can be a unanimous decision. Yeah, I don't know. And the two... Booth ones, is also like 25. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is, what is he doing playing college basketball? Yeah, this is his fourth year. It's his fifth year. Really? He he got a medical red shirt um, the year after he did really well in the championship game. Yeah, he uh, lost me $300. Thanks, Phil. Really appreciate it. 23. He's older than me. Pascal's 22. Yeah. Wow. Meanwhile, Luka Doncic is 19. Yeah, and he's tearing up the NBA. Really makes you think about things. Yeah, I know. And different destinies, you know? Exactly. I can at least say the excuse, you know, if I was 6'7". I would like to think if I was six seven, I'd be like white Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the awards are good and all, but I I don't think that's going to get to our team's head at all. It, it was not. even downplayed a lot. I mean, Josh said it was nice to see his mom cry mm-hmm. when he got the award. Mac, I don't think gives a shit. He was no, talking, he doesn't at all. He was saying like it's just kind of is because he's so used to it at this point that he's probably just brushes it off, but. I do think it was a big deal for James because he has such a big chip on his shoulder. But at the same time, it'll just give him more fuel to the fire against Seton Hall when we go into that matchup. I, I, I hope he has a good game. I don't know if he will. But John Fanta, our main man, mm, actually I'll tweeted make- about it. He said that's the game that he's most excited about mm. in the first round. He said... Well, he's also a homer. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, he loves Seton Hall. He went to Seton Hall. But yeah. he, he had legitimate reasons. He's like, the double OT game that we played like a week ago 
was beyond electric. Yeah. And he said that Akinjo versus McKnight is theater made for Broadway. <laughs> and I think James was asked about that in the media presser, and he's like, I don't care. I literally think that was his response. Yeah, might have been something like that. He's like, it is what it is, I'm going to go in and I'm going to play my game. Yeah. James isn't one to show a ton of emotion, but like, it's what Pat said, that James just reacts. Like, he sees things, and he goes after it. He's very much a reactionary player, but he is afraid of no one. Yeah. He went right at Marcus Howard and outdueled them. Every time Marquette looked like they were about to dra- like begin to put us away in that game, James hit a three. Yeah, and there's no way I expect him to shoot that well in any other game. Nope. You know? Because the shots he was making were ridiculous. Did you see the step back? I, I I actually that shot I was so mad at because he had a clear driving lane if he just went left. But he did the stupid thing where he turned back out and yep. he made a crazy shot. But I mean, outside of threes, he was three of ten from two. Yeah, like that's been James's thing all year. He's probably about forty percent from three. Yeah, like very knockdown, but like that limits his offensive upside for sure. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see him have a floater, hit his free throws as usual, but. He is shooting 39% from three. Yeah, probably lower from two. He is, know. 35%. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, but he is leading the the entire Big East in assists as a freshman at 5.4. That's really big. Which is, a his turnovers are, are significantly lower than they were in the beginning of the yeah. season. He's only averaging 3.1, and he's, he's Overall, just... Yeah. He was he was having some like nine turnover games early in the yep. play. I'm sure mm-hmm. if he did a splits, it'd be way lower now. Yep, exactly. So props to him. We're incredibly excited. But one player we got to look at and say, I used to. I guess we were just used to him just playing so well earlier in the year and. Now it's just like we don't know what we're going to get. I know who you're saying. It's Trey. Trey Woodard, right? Dude, we know Trey's going to put up big numbers. Every game. Foul gang, where you at? Foul gang. Thanks, Trey. You you did everything you could to go after that rebound, which (laughs) you did not need to do. (laughs) Causing us unnecessary drama. But Jesse. Yeah. It's just, it's it's reality coming down. Yeah, like, what Jesse... Are we going to see Thursday night? No idea. There's a really weird tone of pessimism at the top of our team that I don't like. As much as we're motivated to... uh, I think it's because there's urgency. There's a lot of urgency of Ewing wanting to make the tournament this year. And I think for the freshmen too, given how competitive they are, wanting to make it this year. And even for Jesse, I'm sure because it's his last year, he wants to leave a good legacy of Jerusalem, something tangible. But there's a lot of... There's a lot of criticism that's becoming a lot more vocal about Jesse in particular that you and I had kind of voiced before, but is now being said by Ewing, even by teammates a little bit implicitly. Um, what do you think about that? I don't know. It's interesting because when you looked at the thread for Georgetown's media day, Ewing, this is the second time he's criticized Jesse's vocality on the court. He's and he wouldn't speak about his legacy. Someone asked about Jesse's legacy, and he said, "Ask me after the tournament. I need to see Jesse go out and ball first before I can say like you know he's left like a great legacy." 
He didn't exactly say that, but no, I, I, it's implicit it's in fair. what he's saying. And he's saying, I thought Jesse had potential as a leader, but I guess not everybody's cut out to be as vocal as I was on the court. And for your main team leader to be Caleb, and like I think it's okay. Like Caleb's great, Fucking great player. Caleb. We're gonna totally miss him when he's gone. Miss but, him more than Jesse. Yeah, but the thing is, shouldn't your senior star? Be your team leader, yeah. your go-to man. Sometimes you gotta just step up and talk, even if it's uncomfortable. Yes, even if it's not what you're used to, you realize it's the best thing for the team, and you put all your bullshit aside and say, "Hey, I'm just gonna do it." You shouldn't need your freshman power forward, Josh, to be like, amping you up for games because you look sleepy. But you shouldn't need that. That worried me, man. It, it's, I, I, I really hope Jesse comes out and kills this game because we don't. He, he'll he could play well and we'd still lose. But if he doesn't play well, I don't think there's a single chance we win unless no. James and Mac have the game of their lives like they did against Marquette. I think a hot take. I think Mac's gonna ball. Really, Mac has had two tough games against Seton Hall. Struggled from the field in both of them. If you think for a second that he doesn't remember that, I think he's going to come in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and it's under the bright lights. Oh, and yeah. We know, you know, Mac, the way this kid is just wired is he doesn't forget, and he uses his past failures as motivation to go back and just continually get better, which yeah. is why we have so much hope for him in like future development. Yeah. I got a feeling that this kid's going to drop at least 20 in this game. Even against St. John's at the Garden, Mm -hmm. he had an amazing game. Yeah, and the key is, will he be knocking down those threes? Oh, yeah. That's That's the key with Mac. That's all it is. Another key, is he going to get to the line? Yes. I think that's the biggest thing in the world for him. We've seen, he's done a a pretty good job of it as of late. He's had like five free throws in... Was that five of the eight most recent games? And he's a good free throw shooter, um, but that's such an, a different element to his game too. Just to allow him to settle, get easy points, um, even when the jumper's not falling. Like, because he's very good at getting into the paint, but I think he tries to finish a little too much instead of drawing the foul. Sometimes, um, I mean, he's such an athlete that he could do it a lot. But you're right. I would I would love to see Mac have a great game. I would love to see everyone have a great game. But if you had to ask me to, like, pick and predict something, I seriously, I can't. Because I have no idea what version of the whole answer you show up. It's almost like predicting is just a useless it's activity right now. It's, it's seriously It's useless. a tale of two teams. You have no clue which team is going to show up. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. That makes it fun, though. It, <laughs> it, it raises my blood level. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. It gets the people going. It really does. And with the bench players, too, you never know which bench player is going to step up and contribute. Like, I, for all the shit we give him, Trey played a wonderful game against Marquette. He yeah. stepped up, played great help defense. Yeah. He was terrible. One four from the field, two turnovers, four fouls, you know, classics Trey in 21 minutes. But he grabbed seven rebounds, had a block, had a steal, seven points, only missed one free throw. So huge improvement there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he stepped up when the team needed him. Yeah. I mean, Jesse yeah. was in foul trouble, and the, Jesse just wasn't involved in that game. Yeah. 
I think you know needless fouls, hedging, just frustrating to see. It is really frustrating, and and discouraging too that at least with Jesse that urgency of being a senior whose legacy is still up in the air that you haven't really taken that by the balls yet and said hey whatever happens I'm going to give my all and for all we know Jesse could be giving his all right mm-hmm. but it just from the outside looking in something feels a little off it does because we're not seeing the dominant performances that we're used to we're not seeing it's almost like we're watching a regression yeah it's I was going to say it's not even a Big East thing because, I mean, he struggled a little bit at the beginning, but he was tearing it up for a while, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, is, it, is, it, is it stamina? It could be. Is he just in, like, the world's worst slump? Maybe. It could even be conditioning like last year. You know, he turns into more of a jump shooter because he can't seal guys. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we, we have a lot of time off from now, from Marquette until now, so hopefully everyone's good to go. I think everyone will be good to go. But I, I don't know. What... What do you think, if we win, why do you think it's going to happen? We control Seton Hall's role players. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at a player like Miles Powell, all you can do is try to contain him. It's like a spark. Yeah, A spark can turn into a forest fire very easily. You just have to contain him, and you do that by throwing bodies at him. Ewing knows this. But the thing is, Kevin Willard's a phenomenal coach. You know that he's been dissecting what Jagan Mosley did to Powell. And what Jagan Mosley did was play him as physically as possible off-ball and fight through off-ball screens. Because what Seton Hall likes to do, which is really smart and cheeky by them, is they like to quickly run Powell off-ball screens and get the pass to him turning into an open three, which he nails probably about 80% of the time. And that's how they scored their first two buckets. They got Jagan on both of those plays. Rest of the game, didn't get him once. Because he fought through screens by going over the top. And mm-hmm. big, and our big man was very, very effective at hedging him. Yeah. So I think if Jagan can, one, just do, do what he did last time. Stay physical, stay locked in, stay engaged. But two... Georgetown needs to be incredibly aware of matchups in this game. Mm-hmm. Seton Hall is very adept at taking at taking advantage of bad matchups. There was one play where Greg was on the court, and Seton Hall recognized that it wasn't really Seton Hall, it was Miles Powell. That Greg he, was on the court? Greg was on the <laughs> court, and if he pushed it near Greg, Greg would pick him up. Result? And one. Powell lulled him to sleep, went right by him, and initiated contact and easily finished. That Powell's strength... He's a ball dude. He is just... He creates contact down low and finishes through it like a guard I haven't seen in college basketball ever. He's damn thick. Yeah, so he's going to get his. He's going to get at least 20. We know that. What we need to do is limit the role players like Sandro, Jared Roden... And Miles Kale. Yeah. Those are the three road, the role players that scare me offensively. I agree. Kale for his threes. Roden actually played a really good game against... He's had a nice stretch ever since playing us. Mm-hmm. He's been shooting the three well. He's been defending. He's been attacking in transition. And Sandro. Mamu Shkaveli. Or however the hell you say his last name. 
let's try to figure that out. He's a hell of a player. Josh is going to have a handful with him. Yeah. Well, you think Josh is the one who guards him? It might be Jesse. Yeah, I thought I thought Jesse that uh, I thought Jesse was the one who guarded him last time. Well, it really depends on the lineup they roll out because they do have a seven foot two boy that they like to play a lot in Romero Gill. Okay. So if Gill's on the court, that's a Jesse thing. Mm-hmm. And then if you have Michael Enzi on the court, mm. you probably put you probably put Josh on Enzi. Yeah, I would say so. That matches, that matches up well. And then you put Jesse on Mamu. But yeah. Mamu is a tough player, man. He's yeah. a good finisher around the rim, and he is so proactive on the offensive class. Yeah. He's, really, he's a big hustler and got mm-hmm. a really high motor. He got five yeah. offensive rebounds against us. I think it was... It could be a problem. Yeah, I, sorry, I also had 18 against Nova. That's what I was going to say. It's a crap load. He had... I think he had a ton of offensive boards in that game, too. I can check. But yeah. Ten. Ten offensive Whoa. rebounds. Oh, Fam. That's crazy. There's a lot... Yeah, there's a lot that worries me about this game. Like... I don't. I know these guys are talented enough to step it up. Talking about Seton Hall's role players, but outside of Miles Powell, it's kind of the same thing as us. We don't know what team we're going to get from them. Nope. And all we can really do is say, be physical, get rebounds, and I honestly, I think we win this game if we speed it up. Yes, we we cannot let their defense get set. Yeah, they're too good. We got. We're going to have to push every time in transition, and just either hope someone's hot from three. Um, or that we, you know, get a lot of fouls around the rim and free throws just to get easy points. It's crazy to think about, but this game is going to be a war of fundamentals. Mm. Who rebounds? Who hustles? Who wins the 50-50 balls? Who limits turnovers? Yeah. Who makes a smart basketball IQ game, IQ play, and who just converts? Yeah. I mean, that's we won the 50-50 balls against them in, at home. Yes, but I did. I'm also I'm I don't know what the crowd's gonna be like. I I think it'll be pretty split. I think so too. Obviously MSG is a little bit closer to Seton Hall, but a lot of Georgetown alums work in New York. Yes. So and Georgetown usually produces a solid crowd for the Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. It's just the way things work. They usually put in a good showing. So fingers crossed, you're coming up, so you gotta be loud. Oh, I'm gonna be hella loud. I'm very excited about it. If I was in broadcast and I'd have my uh, my new uh, Caleb Johnson black and blue oh, yeah. uh, Georgetown yeah. retro jersey in the stands with he's, you. He's your favorite player's favorite player. Oh, I love Caleb. In the words of the great Michael Beasley. Of course. We're, we're going to miss him so much. Yeah. But with that being said, let's assume something here. Let's say we slide by. Slide by uh, Seton Hall. Yeah, I we got that. three teams that we could face, right? Mm-hmm. We got St. John's the seven playing DePaul at the ten. I think St. John's is going to win. Yeah, I, I don't foresee Max Cruz putting up forty three again against them. So then we got St. John's. Why is he at DePaul? He's got a transfer, bro. <laughs> he loves that coach. Uh, what's his name? Lado. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Dude, screw that guy. Cruz is damn good. <laughs> he he he's buckets when he's hot. Like when he's hot, he's so hard to guard. Yeah. But regardless, we have St. John's, Marquette. St. John's would probably be a better matchup for us when it comes to just confidence in beating them. Yeah. 
and maybe even just getting amped up in general. Yeah. Mullen Ewing, because we just beat Marquette, and they'd have reason to come in and, like, really get amped up and try to blow us out. Yeah. But a win against Mar- – a second win against Marquette would look good yeah. for the tournament. Yeah. What would you rather see in that situation? As in, who would I rather have us play? Yes. Okay. Because obviously a win against either team I think will look good regardless. One thing I saw was that we have, I think, four quad one wins. We do. But we are also absolute dog poop in quad two, quad three. Yeah, I know. I know. Typical Georgetown. Yep. Um, But I would say that I would prefer that we play Marquette to St. John's. Okay. Because one of the things, St. John's has been really underperforming lately, but... They just have so much talent that I think it's what wins you games in tournaments, short of someone having the game of their life. And I think given that Shimori probably wants to go to the league after this year, he'll be balling out. And in all fairness, I think the games that we played against them, we got we got, we got lucky. When we beat them, we got lucky. Um, you know, Mac had like an amazing shooting game from three and they missed four layups at the end of the game. And then in the game that we didn't get lucky, we lost because we didn't execute. Whereas with Marquette, we, you could have said we got lucky at the end with the, uh, uh, like the, the pseudo foul call. Off it was a good no call, I, I don't, think. Yeah, I don't think you call that. But when we beat them, I mean, we beat them fair and square. And Marquette isn't as intimidating to me as they were earlier in the year, to be honest, either. Um, I think when we played them, I think especially with the two Hauser brothers, mm-hmm. they've been really, um, not relegated, but just figured out a little bit. And that's put a lot more pressure on Howard to take shots, and he's not a tall guy, so he'll take a lot of threes, probably miss a lot of threes, as good a shooter as he is. So long story short... Even even Marquette's defense, I think, has been slipping a little bit, just because the, the confidence from everything is getting in their head. So, I and think Howard's a liability on defense. He too. is. He is. Everyone says this. I'm actually so happy that we have another game um, to of him on defense because in the game he got hurt. Everyone says, "Oh, we would have gotten torched." I don't think so because before he got hurt, Matt hit three threes in a row right over him without. Without any close contest or anything. That was one of Max's breakout games. It was. It was probably. I think it was his first breakout game actually, because that was the second or third game of Big East play. He's had a lot of really good games this year. Yeah, he has. Right. I mean, that I was actually following the uh, the Providence half court buzzer beater. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's had a lot of good. Wow. Okay. Anyway, I would prefer we play Marquette. I, I actually agree with them. that reason. I don't know if we beat them, but I would prefer that we play them. Just because St. John's is also a team that. When they're hot, they could win the whole game. I'm telling you, I maintain that I don't want to play St. John's under any circumstance. Especially in the garden. Like, yeah. I, I get that we beat them before, but I'm just I'm just taking that. Thank you, next. Walking away. I, I'm not trying my luck with that anymore. We've beaten them the past two years in the regular season in the garden and lost. Yep. Back-to-back in the garden again. I want no part of Shimori Ponds yeah. in Madison Square Garden. I don't want LJ Figueroa. I don't need that in my life. I don't want Mustafa Haran. I don't need Marvin Clark. Thank you. Goodbye. I hope you lose to DePaul. I hope you get eliminated from the tournament. And that frees up another bubble, thanks to Gonzaga completely crapping yeah. themselves tonight in the WCC. Damn it, Zags. Yeah. And they're still going to get a one seed, according to everyone. 
But it'd be hilarious. We would lose the. I saw even something that like Belmont is ahead of us in the seed rankings. I'm like, like, what the hell? Fuck is Belmont? Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, you see Belmont beating Marquette and uh, Seton Hall and Villanova this year? Like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. But what, what about, so you also think Marquette's a better matchup? Oh, absolutely, dude. I want a, I want no part of St. John's. And the thing is, will Marquette be fired up? Absolutely. But you know what? So will we. We will absolutely be fired up. I mean, a chance to beat a top 10, a formerly ranked top 10 team, yeah. twice in a span of a week. Hey, that that's something. Yeah. It'd be hard to do. Either team would be hard. There'd be motivation for both sides. But give me Marquette because if we beat them, it would look better for I agree. us. Yeah, I agree. It would absolutely look better for us. I think if we beat Marquette, we'd be in the tournament. That's just me. I think so too. I think we'd still be sweating, but I think we would get in. But you know what? We beat Marquette. Let's take out a lesser Villanova in the title game and just not even worry about it. Yeah, easy money, right? I mean, Trey said we're winning the whole thing anyway, so... Yeah, he did. We should stick to that. What... What if you... Let's talk about this top part of the bracket. What do you think happens there? So we have Butler-Providence. I, I think that game is... I think it's irrelevant because I don't foresee either team beating Villanova the next day. I think Xavier beats Creighton. I think they abuse him on the glass. I think Scruggs has been hot. I think their I think their young kids have stepped up big time. This kid Ryan Wellage is shooting the lights out of the ball. Don't They've won that. eight of their last nine. Wow. They've already beaten Creighton once this season. Don't forget about Hanky McSpanky. Dude's all American. I, I, I will say this. Xavier just can cl- they, they that team controls the glass yeah. unlike any other Big East team. So they, it's an interesting game. A lot of contrasting styles. Like Xavier just wears you down, down low, and Creighton just demoralizes you from three. Yeah. I would trust. I would trust uh, Xavier in that game. I because rebounding is more dependable than shooting. I agree. And Creighton isn't the same team away from Omaha. I agree. Yeah. So I give me Xavier, and I think Nova beats Xavier. Okay. I, Xavier I just Xavier beat Nova. Uh, they just did. They yeah. beat them by twelve at home. But Nova was the only reason they won was Nova went ice cold from three. Yeah, that's the thing with Villanova. They live and die by the three, and Jay Wright's okay with that. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. They went cold from three against us, and we yeah. blew them out of the building. True, true. So you think Nova gets through? I do think Nova gets through. Yeah, I do as well. Just I. This the Big East in general is such a. I think Creighton Xavier is going to be a great game. I think if it's, I think it's Butler could stay with Nova better than Providence. Yeah, just because they shoot better, mm-hmm. and Providence only really has one scorer in uh, Alpha oh, Diallo. Yeah, Jamarco gave him the clamps. Yes, I, I just don't. Every I feel like every Big East team. Has lost to almost every other Big East team this year. Yeah, right. Like no teams are two and zero almost. We're two and zero against Providence. That's Creighton's two and zero against us. And, and then when you look at the bottom pack for outside from three to ten, 
basically everybody's beaten and lost to everybody. They, 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 anybody who says they are not intrigued by the Big East tournament can go fuck themselves because they're lying. Yep. This is the most intriguing tournament in college basketball this year because anything can happen. It I is agree. wide open. I agree. That's why I, I, I feel stupid making a prediction. But what For Georgetown, if I had to put my finger on it, I think we beat Seton Hall just because I think – um, I don't think James shoots well again, but I think he does a very good job at managing the game and plays great defense, especially given that we have Jagan as a mercenary pretty much on defense just to run around and make Miles Powell's life as annoying as he possibly can. Um, I think we get a good shooting game from one of our guards. I can see Javon having a really good game. Don't know why. That's just my hunch. The three-point specialist. Yeah, a couple travels thrown in. <laughs> but... I could see that. I could see Mac playing really well. And I do think Jesse plays well. I hope so, man. I really, really do. Yeah. But then, you know. Jesse did ball out against St. John's in the tournament last year. But again, St. John's doesn't have a player that is capable of guarding Jesse. Physically, just height wise. Seton Hall does. Yeah. Yeah. Sandro's stronger than he looks. He's got that he's got that strength, man. He's just like when you watched Jesse was able to wear him down towards the end of the game. I know you were traveling for most of it. Yeah. But throughout the game, Sandra's legs and core are strong. Jesse was having a real hard time getting position. And this Gill guy is just humongous as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think even if Jesse's three point shot, Jesse might honestly play a similar game to what we like about Mac. If the three-point shot's falling, then he can get better position. Um, but I, I can see a lot, very heavy dosage of pick and rolls and pick and pops between James and Jesse, especially towards the end of the game. We saw that happen a lot with Jagan, like on that three that Jesse hit and some of the rolls that he got on the tough finishes he had around the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think Marquette makes it through too, and we lose to Marquette. But I think it's a respectable loss. I don't know where that puts us in terms of the tournament, but we'll see, man. We'll see. I'm almost mad that we still have hope. Like, I, I just wish shit was cut off by now. It's not good for my health. It makes everything more fun, though. I... If we do beat Seton Hall, I do think we lose in the semis. I agree with that. I do think we lose, um, whether that's St. John's or Marquette. Um... And that stinks, but the main reason I say that is just because we haven't seen this team play with the energy, the effort, and the intensity that it needs to string together back-to-back significant wins yeah. all year. So you can't trust them. Yeah. The thing with us, though, is we play when it matters. We do. That's the only thing that makes me think that we have a legitimate shot of winning this game. These kids, these freshmen, and Ewing, they're just wired... To rise to the occasion, yeah. and that's the, dico- the the dichotomy between our uh, our quad one wins and our quad two and three like losses, like poop losses. It shows that this team plays up and down to the level of competition. Yeah. I mean, it's expected because yeah. they're young; they don't know how to consistently bring that effort over and over and over again. Yeah. But it's frustrating. But that's what gives you hope in this tournament. You're like yeah. these kids are built for this. One hundred percent. I do think regardless that 
we have a respectable showing where we're not going to get blown out or something. Well, if we get that. blown out, I'll be I'll be upset. Yeah, I know. I'll be, we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll, drinking we'll, for another we'll, reason. Yeah, we'll, we'll drink regardless. But, <laughs> you know, we'll see. It remains to be seen what happens to the team after the Big East, but the progress here is inevitable. Like, it'll be tangible if we win a game because that'll be the first fucking game we win in the tournament in so long. But even if we don't win, I think there's a lot to be happy about. And I'm obviously saying this as a way to soften the blow if we lose. Oh, I but, agree entirely. If you know, I had told you that we, going into this season, would go 9-9 in conference play, be tied for third place in the Big East Conference, upset Marquette at Marquette, Villanova at home, and... St. John's in the road. St. John's, win at Butler, and... Secure the sixth seed and avoid Wednesday night. And I would have said, where do I sign? Not to mention two double overtime wins mm-hmm. against Seton Hall and Providence. Yep. So, yeah, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I, I hope it could be that our non-conference schedule really is what gets us. Yeah. And you even sent me the text that we're playing in this classic next year. The 2K classic. Yeah. So Duke, I think Cal, us, and what was Oregon? it? No, it's not Oregon. It's absolutely not Oregon. And I will find that in a hot second. Yeah, no, but I think that's showing Ewing. Ewing is done with the baby schedule, I think, because he knows what he has. Mm-hmm. So if it's what gets us this year, hey, more motivation for everyone to come back even better. And we're not even talking about O'Meara, dude. Oh, I am so excited. Me for too. Him. I think we're going to be so much better next year. Yes, I entirely agree. I can see us finishing, like, I don't even know who's going to be top of the Big East next year. Because I think a lot of teams are going to lose their best players. Marquette. Cough, cough, us, cough, cough, top of the Big East. <laughs> Who said that? I don't know. Is, is it God? <laughs> he was just raining, raining down on us. Yeah. His wisdom. But I, I think it could be us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, like you said, just take it one game Georgetown, Duke, Texas, and Cal. That's good. Hey, you know. Brand name stuff. Exactly. Yeah. uh, Texas, uh, also, um, in the infamous group of people who paid their kids to get in. Ruh-roh raggy. Yeah, I mean, I was just very, very relieved. It's unfortunate, obviously, but I was relieved the basketball team was not involved. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're all we really care about. (laughs) (laughs) Not just... Not to be mean, but... Yeah, you know. Shit happens. We were... It was so bad. For those of you who don't... It was so bad that my freshman year, we were a women's soccer school. We still are, technically. They made the Final Four. They were. They are, a, they oh, are they our best team on they, campus, They made it again this year? You didn't know that? No. Oh, they lost in overtime in the Final Four. Oh, fuck, dude. That must have been... Oh, yeah, their backup goalie was nails, though. Yeah. So their starting goalie got hurt. And like on a play where they gave up a penalty, backup goalie comes in and fucking saves it. First play of the game, she saves it. Wow! How? Yeah, that's like that's just nerves of steel right there. With like the it was like in like the final five minutes too, so it was a wild play. Damn, damn. Well, I I'll sit corrected on that. Could you imagine literally like going into a game, backup goalie, final four PK? Basically, if she your opponent scores, like. Game over. Yeah. And as a goalie, like I don't know if you're put like like 
played as a goalie. I, 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 I was an IM goalie for a couple of years in high school futsal. A hot stuff. Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. What? Yeah. Talking to a That's crazy. I know. Crazy. But yeah, back to basketball. Do you have any uh, concluding remarks, no, comments? Man. Just, just pray. Just a prayer. Yeah. In all names, that is holy. Please smile down on us on Thursday night. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say, but um, I think the, I think the fact we're playing at night will get us amped too. Why? Because you know, they'll, they'll get a good night's sleep, maybe. <laughs> Bro, we don't play well at noon. We yeah, lost a butler true, at noon. That's true, that's true. We get up at, you know, Mac and James, I remember they said they get up at 6 a.m. every day. Fucking so lunatics. I've seen them out at like 2, too. So they, they just don't sleep, really. They're not they're not mortals. And we all know that Josh is a bit of a partier. <laughs> <laughs> that little diva. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know from, uh, from living near him. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm... I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I'm just nervous, but I'll at least oh, be dude. happy I get to see it in person. Well, I'm going to be sitting there alone in the broadcast booth just being like, you know, I'm freaking out right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotion. Ah! Yeah. But with that being said, Hoya Nation, this is it. Do or die. What are these young Hoyas made of? Well, we'll find out whether we like it or not on Thursday night. <laughs> we got faith. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? We're, we're still hanging in there. We haven't we haven't jumped ship yet. No, not yet. And regardless, just keep this in perspective. No matter what happens, hell of a successful season. And there, hundred percent. Next year, next year we're going to be built for the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, it's all part of the process. And you know, T the P, baby. This might yeah, this might be the first year um, that hope is there, right? Exactly. And hope is a double edged sword. But hey, I'll I'll, I'll take those odds. Mm-hmm. It makes it more fun. Yeah. But uh, with that being said, stay safe, stay warm, get amped, and if you're in New York, get your butt to the garden at 9.30. I gotta get there. You remember that? The Friday Night Knicks? Oh, yeah. Fast as I can. Friday Night Knicks and MSG. Front row seats. Oh, yeah. Friday Night Hoyas. Thursday Night Hoyas. Thursday Night Hoyas, folks. Get there or be square. Hoyas Saxon.